Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back once again to another fantastic episode of Stories Around Azeroth. As always, I am the magnanimous Pete Titans Creed Nethercoat, joined by the best co-host this side of the galaxy, one frazzly-tastic. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing, I'm doing good, and, and thank you. It's, it's, it, it, it's, always a, it's always fun waking up on a Sunday and being like, I get the podcast with Pete. I don't know why anybody's excited about that, I'll be honest. Like... All, all I'm a, I, I just do a charity stream once a year. I shave my head because people force it, and then it grows back in two weeks. It's fine. And yeah, you're like my my, my personal game coach because because like you tell me in, in game all I'm doing it wrong. Don't, I... don't no no no. I don't say you're doing it wrong. I'm saying that this is what you can do to improve. Okay. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but joining us today is an honor and a privilege once again to be joined by someone great from around the Warcraft community. And today we are being joined by true villain Manny. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, I also am very happy to be up today and joining you guys in this podcast. So, like, I'm gonna I'm gonna echo Frasley. Like, it, it's an honor. I'm very happy to be here. Well, I, I'm glad. Yeah, glad to have you here because it's like, like, uh, Manny. <laughs> See, I, I've I've got I've got stoic Briticism, whereas Frasley is just literally my my energy that keeps me going. <laughs> All the time. No, I thought it was very laid back. I, I thought it was one of those laid back podcasters and streamers. Welcome to Stories Around Azeroth. No, that's Dave. what I do. I just like lean back on my chair and I'm like, oh, yeah, just, yeah uh, this is the thing. Like, it's just, just like, like it, could... oh, okay, I'll, I'll sit down. Yeah, well, <laughs> you and your standing desk, I swear. But yes, uh, it is an absolute honor and privilege to be joined. Thank you very much for taking some time out of your day to join us and chat about some Warcraft with us. It is, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun old session. But, you know, as we normally do, why don't we get started with saying what we've done in the world of Azeroth this week. And uh, Manny, why don't you start and let people know uh, what you, you know, just like what you've been doing and where they can find you and everything else. Like, what have you been up to? Okay, well, so in general, I've been doing a lot of things for World of Warcraft, so... People can find me on uh, my podcast that I do with Jocelyn Kearney. That's for Azeroth. Uh, and they can also find me on Twitch and Twitter at uh, True Villain Manny. That's true without the E where, yeah, it's World of Warcraft thing, all day, every day. So I've been doing uh, a lot of stuff in the beta as we are now like in the beta for Shadowlands, um, testing out various things. My big, big sticking point is that I'm usually shaman focused. Uh, that's my like class of choice. Uh, I now have been moving to doing alts, um, demon hunter and that sort of thing where that became an entire thing where I was like, okay, how am I, which alts am I going to do? But anybody who knows me, I'm like the guy who likes to like min max thing. So like, okay, I want to do all the covenants. So it's going to be four. If I'm going to do four different characters, like what's the maximum value I can extract out of four characters? So I made sure that they were a range of characters that could tank, heal, and DPS in relatively even numbers. That they spanned all four of the uh, different uh, armor types. So I've got leatherware and all of that. And um, that they were, of course, just fun. Because... Uh, even with like, yeah, even with like me trying to min and max, like I just, I really want to show that like at all levels of the game, you can just enjoy it. Whether you are like pushing for like high level uh, keys 
or whether you're just like questing daily stuff like it it's just finding the maximum amount of fun and the minimum amount of frustration is the main way i like to min max well and by min max you mean one of your alts is is is, you're minning by being a gnome right <laughs> no, I'm I'm also very much uh playing on the horde. Okay. Uh, I, I, I'll excuse that. <laughs> I did have a goblin oh, way back in one of those lost alts uh and my shaman has basically race changed or I've made a new shaman so many times. At this point I've had 13 various incarnations of my shaman whether i've made a new shaman or if i've like just completely changed the the shaman from one thing to another um i guess i have mained alliance back in bc when i had to play a draenei uh, shaman because that was the big thing for uh me but it's always just been about um playing the game the way that i like to and and trying to enjoy it as much as possible I like to also try and educate um, people about the systems. Like, obviously, everybody starts somewhere. And one thing that I learned, either through playing World of Warcraft or through cooking, is that there's a lot of terminology, a lot of confusion. But like, once you understand it, it's actually pretty quite uh, uh, easy to do. Yeah. To do, uh, go through. And there's even still like like, I remember when I came back in 2016, I was having issues with like some of the systems learning them. And then once you get it. But I still find there are days I'm like, I didn't know about interrupts till about February of this year. Well, I mean, when when it comes to classes, though, like Frasley, I mean, I mean, as we've mentioned a lot of times before, there's a varying level of people that play the game from people that play it like super casually and enjoy it from what it is like yourself to, you know, raiding heroic content or as raided like mythic previously myself and then. Manny, I'm not sure what sort of level of content you do in the game. If you just play it for more enjoyment, like, but you know, deep dive on more of the classes. So, but yeah, for me, um, I've shifted between different levels. Um, obviously, it was quite casual. Um, in Wrath of the Lich King, I sort of started kicking it up, uh, where I was trying to do um, like high level heroic 25, trying to get the Lich King down on my server. Uh, and then, like, I think the highest I've been is trying to hit one of, uh, taking the guild along with myself and many other people trying to, like, hit high-level top 100 US uh, guilds. And then, within the same expansion, becoming an LFR hero. Um, so, like, I've been all over the map with this sort of thing. Um, and that's where I sort of stay. I try to talk about casual and hardcore not as a dichotomy but as a spectrum and even then it's not linear you can yeah. be hardcore about one part of the game but completely casual about another part yeah i'd agree with that like by being in podcasting i realize i know more about stuff the stuff i don't know like i still don't understand all the stuff that's happening with like the soul binds and i admit that like all those but it's it's anything that like because i'm in a lot of the news i hear a lot of the news and people are like What's going on? I'm like, oh, you didn't hear about this? And like, no. I find that there's a lot of things, especially when it comes to the news of WoW, especially in the last couple of weeks. Like, there's been so much to try and digest. But 
yeah, there's always going to be stuff that you watch for because you're more interested. As we know, there's people that are going to be watching just specifically for cosmetics. And then there are going to be people that want to see how Covenants of Soulbinds work. And they're going to be people that want to see how the raiding works and everything else. There are always going to be like news that will appear for more more importance than other things, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And and, and, it, and it definitely like depends on like what, what, what you're covering because because like uh um what well, what would you say is like the 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 main focus that like like on a four thousand four Azeroth episode, what do you need to get out each week? So we try and cover PvE because I, okay, I yeah. I'm not a I'm not a PvE player. Um there is a focus towards uh raiding and the end game game content around there. We do Mythic Plus, we do raiding, obviously um with with that is the the difference between myself and Jocelyn, where Jocelyn is uh, more casually minded, where I am trying to like again push myself uh, further. But we're on the same raid team, uh, dealing with the same content, but appro uh, approaching it from completely different angles. And I think that's what really speaks to uh, to for Azeroth is that people with different mindsets can uh, uh, tackle the same content and view it completely differently and yeah. that's different than like a somebody who is far more hardcore minded right that could be going against um content that is far less versus somebody who is far more casually minded but is still like pushing far higher than either of us uh is and like keeping that in, in mind so that's the kind of take uh, it is the other part is that we try to be just gamers like everybody else um my story is that for Azeroth ran from episode one through episode 34, and I was not a part of it. It was Jocelyn and her co-host then, Garrett. And then it went on hiatus, and I was a fan of the show, and I hated that it was on hiatus. And I was like, no, I want more episodes. And I had been invited to Jocelyn's guild and Garrett's guild, and uh, I rolled a Death Knight, and that's one of the alts. And I decided to name the Death Knight Faz, because in that way, Joss Healing would have to keep Faz alive in some method. <laughs> I love that. I love the That's fun pretty... and the wordplay. So uh, after annoying her for so long, she finally came to me and said, like, listen, if you want to uh, bring this back, well, here's your opportunity. And it was basically a put up or shut up moment for me. And I went and I said, okay, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm going to, I'm going to do this. So I went from a fan of a show to a co-host of the show, but it's not like I suddenly had to like learn a bunch of things or start acting differently. I was, I am, and still was back then, just me, just another person who enjoyed the game, who decided that they were going to share their opinion. And that's a big part of, uh, for Azeroth is that it's just the voice of regular players who enjoy the game that are sharing that enjoyment with everybody else. And I, I appreciate that because I was uh, I was saw I saw this one podcast on rating and they were like on, on live stream pulling out spreadsheets and I'm like, you lost me at the spreadsheets. <laughs> I mean, spread, spreadsheets is like I don't I don't even think like top one percent use spreadsheets to like that example like the only time i've really ever heard spreadsheets come into play in an mmo was eve online obviously but they had their spreadsheets i think you and i know who who this one was that had spreadsheets 
I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. There are spreadsheets. Um, anybody who's part of the guild knows that I like track, right. uh, track people's uh, different things on a spreadsheet. That's a free access. Uh, when I'm going through and I'm testing stuff on the on the beta, I'm not a full theory crafter, but it is something that I'm interested in. So yeah. I do uh, track uh, track things on the spreadsheet so I can say, oh, like currently on this build, you have a buff that lasts 60 minutes, but actually deactivates after 30 minutes. And I was able to uh, to uh, track that. It's like little minutiae right. stuff that like I actually find fun to dig into, but it's not what you're going to see on my stream. It, yeah. I don't I don't find that that it's universally appealing, but there uh, but having the ability to figure out how things work is something that I uh, I think that yeah. has value to to people. Like maybe not so much that like oh this is how you calculate what your verse is, but knowing that when you do uh, get more of this stat that it actually affects the value of other stats. And here's a resource that you can use for that. And that's what I like to do is give people resources so that they can figure out like, okay, I want to use this versus this rather than just using the guide. I can figure it out for myself. It, so I assume you have like a systems background for what you uh, it, don't, don't go into what, what you do, but I'm just saying, but I, I, I math and, and, and engineering is a, is a, a passion. It is a passion, but not an educational background. I actually oh. have an educational background in graphic design, so I'm an artist who likes math. Um, <laughs> That's cool. And uh, so, like, it is. It's it's a funny thing where I use the left half of my brain and the right half of my brain. I have uh, some art awards and all of that, but I typically will be talking about numbers there. I would say that there is an artistry in math. And so I'm one of those people that when Blizz is like, yeah, some RNG is needed. I'm like, yes, some RNG is needed. But when people are like, oh, that's random. It's like, no, nothing in computers is ever actually no. random. No, even random.org is is like random up to a point, but there's like a whole math that they have to do to get it random. Yeah, they, they have a incredibly complicated mathematical equation to simulate randomness. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty big. Um, Frasley, you've had a busy week in Warcraft this week. Why don't you tell us about it? Yes. So this this past week, uh, did a couple different things. Like I realized the order halls. I don't have many of the things done. Like I got to go back and get some mounts and some quests. So I took took my mage into this because I, I like the mage order hall. I actually was a mage when I was maining horde the beginning of Legion. So that's a fun fact. Is I'm a, I'm alliance by main horde. <laughs> And an orc too. So, you I, so I, I'm going to interject one point here. I'm going to say that you played a legion, uh, legion mage on horde, and yet when you were leveling a mage on alliance, you still didn't know you could ice block to drop the cauterized deep. I never said I was good at the game. <laughs> oh, you see me having to always learn how to do new things. I had to. So, so yeah, I I, I had to work on the mage. I was dying in Eye of Zara because I needed that for one of the the, the things. So I took I took the time, did some of the the quests, and I'm I'm going back and like working on gearing itself up. I did learn from uh, from Grand Nagus, and I, I assume people know about this. If you do the Nazjatar thing, then you will get a free skip to fifty on your heart. Oh yeah, I had no clue on that. Yeah, no, they so. they because uh, that norm that used to be up from th the it used to be the thirty five skip. 
And then uh, when the last patch content came out, they changed it to up it to fifty. So, so see, I, I I'm glad that that uh, that that he told me because he he's, he's he's into alt. I mean, he's on podcast about alt, so it, it was good that he told me about that. And I still got some more stuff in the order hall, but on the mount runs, didn't get a lot except for transmog, but I got a mount that dropped Wednesday, and had me totally floored because I had no clue that it was going to drop. I I got Ashes of Alar. <laughs> you did. I, I accidentally skipped past it on the stream content, but um, oh, it yeah. it. I I didn't even realize I that 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 it that it dropped. Cause I'm like I'm like okay, you know I was like I, I heard an achievement sound and like I I know cat things that I'm acting when I do my you, my wows. You, you did this with the time reaver as well. Like you that one was, yeah, it like what, and oh, I felt man, bad. two mounts I don't have. I'm so jealous. I I've just been going in like like like. Spaz has told me I should I should be farming ice ice crown and everything because I still want invincible, but I'm like I don't want to see Lich King more than once a week. I know I could probably get it sooner, but it makes it it's, it's my weekly thing. But yeah, no ashes drop so I can finally say bye to Tiffus Keep. I might I did go back there because there are some toys and pets later on. But Manny, do you want to hear a fun little story? Oh, tell me, tell me. Oh, before I told him it dropped from Kalefas, he was farming just a la for the mount. Yes, oh. the longest time. So see, my the, friend the, did that too. Coincidentally, a mage. Maybe it's and the people mage in chat. I would whenever do tables keep on talking about it, and I, I get people in chat all the time. Like, I did that too. So see, it's it's not just me. There's like many people who, who believe that. Like, oh, nah, it's, it's all good. But you got it. You got the you got the ashes of love. What still one of the best mounts in the game. It's a oh, shame yes. that they they watered it down by making the guild mount a purple variant, but um. Hey, this one is is like uh like like purple because purple is becoming one of my favorite colors. So it, it is, I I love it and I love the the trail on it. So it is now I think one of my favorite mounts because it is, it's glorious. So when are you, when are you gonna start doing Dragon Soul to feel my pain then? I've been doing up to Artaxion, so that that has been happening on, on those. I'm just not going on the spine right now. I don't want to do spine breaking work yet. No, you don't need to spine like unless you need all the drakes from like. I do yeah, still need the drakes from Deathwing, but I'm like. One of these days, because whenever I get to the place where I need more mounts to to farm, I'll, I'll then work on that. But I got plenty of things to do already in WoW. <laughs> yeah, no, there, there's a lot there, and Fraz is spazzing out on his stream right now because he got ashes. It's all good. Um, have you been up to anything else? Not really. In in WoW, I mean, just other than that, been doing like, like Diablo. I I, I just got to do one Greater Rift twenty, and I'll have. Most of the season twenty one stuff done. I'm not going to go past Greater Rift twenty right now, but that's. I mean, you put, just like everything else, you play it down to the what you want to play it for. You yeah. Know, if if that's the goal you've set yourself, then it's all good. You know. Like even the friendship dragon, I don't I don't expect to get one this year because the timing's just not working. And I'm like, hey, whoever gets friendship dragon, I'm I'm so happy for them. I, I got the last two, so I'm 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 lucky to get those. But it's I'm not. I'm not pushing for AOTC, but I'm glad for anybody who has it because it is it that is a gorgeous uh, purple dragon. Yeah, no, there's a lot of really nice looking mounts in the game at the moment. Um, and anybody who got gla Gladiator will be able to get that on all their on all their. Characters. Yeah, no, that was a bit bit big bit of news. There's more account wide yeah. uh, stuff coming into the works. Um, I'm hoping we still get a lot more, but. Um, yeah no uh shadlands is gonna it's becoming a like they really feel like they're trying to get into the thing i've like look we know you guys want to play more on your alts and use your entire account 
here's some more stuff we're giving to you. Well, and now, you saw the big one, that add-ons, you don't have to to stop the game anymore or restart the client to to change and add and add-ons. Like they had up to a point, but like I know DBM put out a tweet saying, hey, if you're in WoW, do not update. But now they're going to be adding that. And yeah, as Jennifer said, even more inclusivity. They, they've added Pelagos. You can actually talk with Pelagos and see why and, and, and talk with him about his, his choice. And it, it's so it's so cool, the, the stuff that they're adding to Shadowlands. Yeah. Yeah, no, there, there's a lot coming. Uh, myself, I can't really talk about what I've done in Warcraft this week because it comes down to the same amount of stuff. I've been mount farming and that's it. Although... My copy of Shadows Rising did turn up from America nice. this week. And nice. um, I'm on chapter two so far. So Same. I find it entertaining that my hardback from America arrived before the softbacks in Europe were delivered. Okay, so I got to ask you guys a question before we move on from Mount Farming. Because uh, this week, uh, Chew Boots pretty much challenged me, threw down the gauntlet about collecting mounts. So now I'm actually pushing for Mount Farms. How many mounts do you guys have? Ah, uh, I'm, 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 I'm just going to check Frasley's armory right now. Armory.frasley.com. So I'm going <laughs> to... That was a plug for it. <laughs> and um, are, are you familiar with the with the uh, tool that, that, that Pete showed me about about the amount collections, uh, telsadassproductions.co.uk? No, I was not aware of that. I just put that in uh, in chat because that's what I've been using. 259 on the account collected... For the stables, not as many on there. Like maybe like I'm close to 200 on on the on the uh, stables achievement. Oh, okay. Uh, which one do you use? Sorry. Oh, Tesla. Yeah, or, or, or Telsa, oh. not Tesla. Telsa. Yeah. yeah, I keep looking at it and calling it Tesla. I'm the one who brings I... energy to Telsa. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How many do you have, Manny? That's the real question, I guess. How many do I have? Oh, yeah. uh, I believe my last count put me at 389. Nice. Wow. So on a single character, I'm on 438. Nice. On the account, it's a little bit more than that because I've got some of the horde mounts. But um, yeah, my mount farming literally at the moment is three of the four Pandaria world bosses. Um, Rukmar in Warlords, and then I go and do Nighthold, normal heroic and mythic. Um, because oh, I'm not doing Tomb at the moment, and I'm not doing um. Uh, what's the place? The planet in the sky. Argus. Argus. Yeah, I'm not doing Argus for the dogs or the mythic on a weekly rotation yet. But you know, I there there's a I don't think I've got any of the. 8.3 mounts yet um and that includes the one from visions but i do have like i've got the male muncher I tell a lie i've got the three variants of the serpent i have the black serpent i've got so i've got the the raiding achievement one i've got the mythic plus one and i've got the male muncher from the visions but i don't have the drone from the actual uh mementos but i have enough visions to run them and uh, now that they've nerfed visions into the floor I might go and do it. You I'm know? still hesitant to do it. I'm in the same place where it's like I just I just need like another twenty five k, and um, I'm just like, Ugh. it's it's the the problem is is that if you want to properly memento farm, it's like half an hour a run, and I'm like, that's a lot of brain death to have, and I feel like I feel like I just want to have music on in the background and just 
stream it and go go at it because at least then somebody might join me in chat and then i can blame them when i make a mistake so. <laughs> hey you never blame chat no you always blame chat oh man, always, i'm new i'm gotta... new i don't know I i'm trying to look for advice here and now i'm getting two completing look, examples look, the streamer is always right you no! go to watch the stream <laughs> Manny, 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 you, you just started. Don't listen to Pete. Don't listen to Pete. No. And and and, and next next Pete's gonna tell you that you should you should always call out lurkers. You should look at your at who's in your chat. No, Pete. not at all. Not okay, at good, all. good, good. What, okay. what what you what you should do is you should always raid me or Frasley if you're if we're live. You know, once you finish the stream, uh, give subs to my channel. Give sub. No, no, don't do any of this. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, have you seen I, the one? I, I I do need to raid Frasley. Uh, that is definitely something that will uh, will happen. It's just that I stream pretty late. I stream at yes. like nine Eastern and usually finish eleven at the earliest. I'm usually asleep. By <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what time that is. No, that's um, yeah, no. Yeah, it, it, it would probably be easier for me if I had the ability to stream during the day, but I don't because I look after my my 99 year old nan. Yeah. Like, so I don't really have the opportunity to like stream during the day, and so normally I'm streaming during the evening when the Americans are streaming. So. You know, I, I occasionally I get to pass things over to Frasley or somebody else who's on at the same time. But it, and it, did you see the, the, the tweet somebody was doing about you know about like Twitch affiliates each each sub into each other? And I'm like, it is true. Like, like someone sub to me, and I sometimes also pass it back to them. I mean, not not a sub for sub. I will never do sub for sub. But I, but <laughs> the best the best streaming advice I think I could actually probably get give is to find people with similar interests who are streaming whether it's warcraft or yeah. some of your other favorite games from your youth that you like and like try to get to know their community and who knows you know they might turn around and raid you like down the line and th their community might mix with your community but you've just got to be careful like making sure that everybody can mesh together you know and and as someone said, like on ra on raids, make sure that yeah, that that like if you're if you're playing a game that that you try to get people that mesh with with the game that you were already playing. Otherwise, you're going to lose all the people. I think that's similar to what you said, Pete, but a little different. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, it's it's always good. Uh, it's it's very hard to it's very hard to try and give out information when you're as small as you are because it's like yeah this works and this works because it's just like everything else like uh it's a hard grind like yeah um before we were live we were talking about youtube videos and getting into podcasting and it's it's you think it's easy but then you look at everything behind the scenes and it's like it's a ball ache like it's it, if you've done youtube it's easy to get into streaming like to start with you know, with and, your community, if, if you build a community on YouTube, yeah. you can be like, "Hey, I'm over here." Like, like I noticed, yeah. like I think like Bionic Pig and and Peanut Butter Gamer, they have really ballooned on. Twitch. I, I I was more talking about getting your overlays and bits and pieces oh, set up. Okay, now, yes, you know, because you're you're good with that sort of like how you want stuff to look with end cards and everything else. A level of graphic design. There you go, Manny. As you said, yes, Manny, you've got a leg up on me on that. So I, I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, honestly, I think that's part of what helped me but learning the learning the software and then even that like um was fairly easy because i have sort of a background in that but for streaming it's been more than just like oh making sure that the like layout looks good it's finding your like your voice and like what your stream is about because there's there's so many streamers out there and that's where i've been looking to like 
streamers like Frazzy, like uh, uh, like my co-host Joss, who have been at it and have sort of found their voice and like, well, like, how do you do that? Because like, there's so many people who play World of Warcraft, right? So when people tune in for me, right? That's what they're tuning in for. They're not looking for like high level plays because they can go watch like uh, the cutting edge uh, raiders for that as well. So uh, I've really been trying to find yeah my voice and try I and think... trying to make sure that like I am giving something that is more than just like oh here's World of Warcraft gameplay. I think when it comes to WoW specifically, like people don't tune into Twitch to see high level like PvP play or high-level mythic play. You know, they go there for the entertainer themselves. Like, I mean, sure, some, some of us will tune in to, like, World First Raiders and various bits and pieces like that, but that's because we're interested in the race rather than the actual organisation for the most part. Like, um, and I think the same happens with PvP. Like... Because the, the biggest thing that PvP did back in the day, and you know, long time WoW viewers will know this, is that that's pretty much all you'd find on Warcraft Warcraft videos back in the day. Is it was all PvP montages, like with the exception of like the the really big mashimas. Yes. So because I, I you because I was I was going to say like like illegal Danish illegal Danish fucking illegal Danish. I love it. I, I actually Danish. I actually went and watched that on YouTube. You want to join my guild? You want to no. join my guild? <laughs> No, of course you like it. One of the main characters are known. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think I think people on like go to Twitch to watch when they're watching the PvP stuff. They're more going for the the personality behind the camera. Yeah. Like, I mean, we'll look. We'll take Asmongold as a big example. You know, like um, he gets criticised a lot for being someone who's just chatting, but does the occasional wow content but like he'll watch videos on his stream of his chat and he'll put his input there and everything yeah. else you know and, and a lot of the time he's not you know when he's not doing the wow content he's still got people watching and listening for his opinion so it's more personality driven stuff than anything else and i find i think that's a big thing about warcraft because it can be very stout it's like what well, it's why i don't stream my mount runs do you really want me swapping into 20 characters watching me kill the same four bosses all right, guys, we're going to do like a four hour stream. I'm going to go log on 20 of my characters and kill four world well, bosses. You bring a very good point. That's what I do treat like the Mount Runs like. I treat those as like, in a way, just chatting in instead of WoW because because my goal is to talk with people there and be talking to, talking to the, the Twitch. It's like, it's like a podcast that will never be put on audio because I don't want to be editing another podcast. But yeah, it's, it's that. It's that connection. Yeah. No, no, there's absolutely that connection, but like... I don't know. I, th I think there's also a set amount of planning as well, like pre-planning, like what you want to do on that sort of stream, especially with like a, a large audience. Yeah. Like you can't turn around and be like, well, today I'm just going to do this. You have to plan what you want to do. Like he plans and does EU and NA transmog competitions and, and like mount offs and everything else. And that's something you have to plan for and give your chat a date that for something you want to do, you know? Yeah. Like, for all the shit that, that Asmon gets sometimes, he is very, very intellectually clever about how he organizes his streams. Yeah, and and he, he he's actually he's somebody who's uh, who's who's definitely come, up, come around a lot and like has really been doing a lot of good talk on like on like on like on topics. Yeah, on topics. Yeah, like like mental illness, the the abuse that we've had recently. I mean, he's really he he's been using his platform 
for good. And and yeah, I I think you bring up a, a good point that it's it's the personality on Twitch that we're going for. Because I remember when I started my podcast, I was like, okay, I got to cover all this news. And someone said, no, cover what you like, cover what you want to do. And, and, but but someone said they're not coming to hear this news that they hear in every other place. They're coming yeah, for you. Exactly. I've, and that was one of the big feedbacks we heard here, which is why we pivoted away from being talking about what we do and talking about the news and more talking to people around the community because yeah. it's their stories that people get the chance to hear. It's about finding your niche, finding what you're good at and being good at that. Yeah. Which is why I turn around and I play Sonic games really badly on stream like once a year. And, and you know, I realized I was playing Horus this past week and I got reset on this one level that I, that the, the game did to me what I did to, 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 to you during one of the things. And I, and I was like, Okay, okay. This is karma. This is karma. I reset you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, you deserved it, though. I, I mean, I, I still feel bad for Frasley. I tuned in for one of his streams. He was doing a, a Iron Man challenge in Tanara's... Uh, <laughs> and I, I forget exactly what I did, but I, like, I sent some message or something, and as I was logging off, he looked away to, like, look at the message three or four guys started chasing after him. He's like, oh, no. Oh, oh. no. And I'm, like, and I'm like, oh, I supposed to be logging off, but no, Frasley, no. Dead. Iron <laughs> Man challenge done nice. because I sent the wrong message nice. to Frasley. Nice. Hey, no, it, it wasn't you. It was me not realizing my surrounding, not realizing that the, those trolls, I knew that those trolls respawned there, and I, sh I should have, and I knew they had a, they have a bad respawn timer, and I'm just like, I wasn't thinking smart. <laughs> Yeah. It's, it's really it's really funny money because i literally told him afterwards that he probably could have just run into the instance and he would have been fine oh, oh he was yes, close he, enough uh, oh yeah he was closer than he would have been trying to run to gadgets and pulling another train of mobs onto him see i learned i learned how to be better each time uh-huh oh my goodness it's it's so ugh, wow is wow is a game sometimes yes it, it really is a game Oh my goodness. I'll tell you something I have done on the beta is I went and logged on and had a look at a lot of the cosmetics. Nice. Oh my goodness. Like, because I hadn't logged on since like really early in the alpha when I was doing a lot of Torghast runs. Yeah. And that character select screen with all the customization and the fact that they show spell animations for like your character. It's a, it's so much, it's so different now. Like... It gets so you the nice. hype. You're like, yeah. oh my goodness, this is what I want to... Like, you're yeah. like, level one mage, so, you see it standing there, you're like, okay, sure, this is a mage, and you read the descriptions. That's that's what it used to be. Now, the mage comes in, and he throws uh, arcane magic, and he uh, shoots an ice bolt, and then the comet comes down behind him, and you're like, I don't need to read anything else. I'm have in. Have you seen the hunter one? Have you seen the hunter one? Where they, like shoot he off throws, all the, he, the different he, arcane shots and all of that yeah he throws a trap on the floor and then he shoots to the left and then shoots to the right and i'm like this is so cool so now when i look now when you choose a new character not only do you get depressed with by looking at this massive great big good armor set you won't get till the end game you also get to look at all the spells you don't get until late game as well i i do unless like that. you paid for the boost oh they're so making I, their money <laughs> So right, we get we get a free boost in uh, Bind Shadowlands. It's fine. But then you got the you heroic the edition or above, yes. Because yeah. because then there's there's uh, less fun like like doing the the level experience. Plus, it's shorter nowadays. Yeah, I did the I did the leveling experience. I didn't do it on stream, but I did the leveling experience, and uh, without heirlooms or anything, which heirlooms are now going to be a thing of the past. But 
I managed to get that done in like eight hours. And I'm like, okay, new character at like 50, ready to go into Shadowlands. I'm really hoping this is the case because I'm really considering having, because uh, I rerolled my main to Demon Hunter this expansion after, because Priest, I've I've had Priest since vanilla. I changed it to Monk for BFA because pre, I didn't like where they were going with Priest because they were finally changing discipline since like they hadn't done it since 3.0. At the turn of wrath, and I didn't like what they were doing, and Shadow was still dog shit. So, um, I rolled Monk, and I wasn't happy with Monk. So I took a break before, after the first raid tier, and I didn't come back for BOD. And I came back, and I was just like, "Fine, I'm just going to level a Demon Hunter and gear it up, and I'll just play the Demon Hunter. Love the Demon Hunter now; it's so much fun." But with Covenants and Soulbinds, like I'm going to level one of everything anyway, like for the for the um for the covenant story because i know there's going to be achievement which is like experience every covenant story yes yay and plus i mean you got to go to revendeth because we'll be we'll be partying all night long no no i do not <laughs> i mean but, i'm going like, to do revendeth but that, that that party uh event is actually the least exciting one and i know that there's farming in arden wield mm, oh yeah that's true a lot of people want their Mr. Pandaria farm back, don't they? Oh, there's. Have you not? Have you seen? Oh my God! Um, I think Wowhead reported on it the other day, but there's like an amphitheater there, which you you see like um stuff that retells the story of like Legion and BFA. And the first thing my brain jumped to was the really bad acting from Avatar: The Last Airbender <laughs> yes. when they did it in the show. I was just like, I hope it's as corny as that. I I'm reminded really do. of an uh, Morrowind in one of the expansions. There, there was an amphitheater like that. But they had they they were retelling stories of Elder Scrolls, and they and they had some bad acting there. Amazing. And a uh, fun fact. Sorry, started started to derail, but I found out that Harvest Moon's actually on Steam. It's under a different name. It's like I forget what it's called, but like it's they they, they remastered Harvest Moon and made it a different game. So like sure a spiritual like a... successor or actually Harvest well, Moon? It, 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 can't, it can't be a spiritual successor because there's a new Harvest Moon coming no, out it, on the Switch. It's actually the original Harvest Moon because it's it's uh the 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 name is, is now with with one of the, the publishers, but the original developers were able to take back their game and re-release this, it. This literally just sounds like someone just took the core mechanic of Harvest Moon, repackaged it so they wouldn't get sued by Nintendo. Oh no, and stuck it up there and called it like. It's, star it's boo, the original star star boo manani you know just just so they don't get copyright struck by anybody. Uh, reaping lunar flare Ooh, that's a good name i like it actually that could be a spell name it could be frazzy's gonna go look for it's it now. story of seasons story, <laughs> story of, seasons. of seasons okay so so not only is it harvest moon repackaged it also dips close to age of seasons from zelda as well literally ripping off two's no, nintendo it, franchises in the process ch- love it check out peanut butter gamer because it's, it's also on switch so he he does he does a whole thing on on it yeah, we're, we're gonna to say spiritual successor maybe it's the same development that has like moved yeah. off and nintendo retained the rights so they're like yeah we're gonna do this it's like uh what what did they D and D had like their edition and people didn't like it so they that's when pathfinder showed up yeah oh, right yeah. so that's what that's kind of like what it is where it's like the brains behind it don't have the name so spiritual successor yeah that's the one. Oh my goodness kind of like how like uh, some, of the, some of the new games are we're diablo but we're not diablo yeah 
Like, you mean like Path of Exile and... Um... Torchlight and stuff like that. Yeah. Which I want to play. I want to play all those. So I'm not, I'm not at all dishing on those. I'm saying that, it, but yeah. There's not enough time to play all of these games. Uh, I, I mean, hopefully with like the, the I don't need to grind AP in, uh, in Shadowlands, I'll have more time in between stuff to like actually play other games where I'm not like, oh, but we'll I'm falling behind on my main. I mean, I want to see in Shadowlands what the end game works out to be. Yeah. Like from, from what I've established, it's already world quests. There's already renown. There's like renown is like reputation. It just renown. <laughs> <coughs> renown is the world quest of reputation. World quests are daily quests that were repackaged. Renown is reputation that's been repackaged. So, yes, I will say that Renown is kind of a repackaged reputation, but they are existing at the same time. What what I'm going to tell you is that at a certain point, you may never have to do another world quest again, and you can stay uh, stay up to uh, date. As long, as long as that means that anima I can do without having to do world quests. Thank God. So, anima... Right. While you're thinking anima power and you're like, oh, no, this is AP again. Right. It's actually closer to uh, resources like the war resources or order hall okay. resources, where at a certain point you'll have so much of it that you won't even know what to do with it. Um, what you're going to find is that instead of our daily emissaries, you have the callings and these callings are based off of whatever your covenant is. They'll be like, oh. We need you to help one of the other uh, one of the other uh, areas because you know you're a part of Revendreth and Maldrax is always used to help Revendreth, so we need you to get things settled over in, in Maldraxxus so that they'll owe us later on. You can go out there and do world quests if you so choose. If you're like myself and, and apparently other people in the show that are like, I never want to see another world quest again, you could then instead run dungeons. And every dungeon boss that you kill gives you a percentage of uh, of the bar you need to fill to complete uh, to complete uh, your calling, and then you're done with it. So what I did was that I ran two dungeons and I was done with that calling. I didn't have to touch a single world quest. If you don't like doing dungeons, uh, is this in the beta right? This now? is in the beta right now. That's good because I, I I remember at the what's next Ian was talking about how he wanted it to be where you can kind of do what you want and less of the I think I don't remember if it was Sal or somebody talking about like right now the FOMO of of not knowing what to do to get to get the reward you want. Yeah. Um. What you could also do is like let's say you don't want to do a dungeon group. You're still a so solo player, but you've done every world quest. You can hunt down treasures. You nice. can kill off rares. Those will count towards it. I'm not sure exactly of the uh, percentage breakdown of those because I haven't tested on that. When I did the first dungeon, I got like 60% through the bar, right? Yeah. Um, so I know that each boss is worth 15%, which is a great, uh, great thing. Yeah. But like going around and just hunting treasures, going around and killing rares uh, to like maybe and then be like, okay, I'm going to do two of the uh, world quests or I'm going to do a dungeon and I'm going to do the treasures and, and that sort of stuff. That sort of flexibility, uh, I think, is really good. And that's the kind of player agency that the detail of it has been lost in all the information that's come out. And I think that's what really makes yeah. callings superior to the daily emissary world quest thing. Yes. Oh. This is something, yeah, because this I, a lot of this information, has, I think, as you rightly said, has got lost 
in the last two weeks of everything that's just come out. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to have to move up my expedition into Shadowlands on the beta a little bit sooner than I was expecting to do. But yeah. Yeah, I would suggest if anybody is got alpha access, that means you're immediately grandfathered into the beta. If you've got beta access, go in there because the end game stuff is very important. We're going to be leveling for if you're slower maybe two weeks if you're like me you're going to be uh, leveled in a matter of hours right but where we're going to spend the majority of our time is end game so it's very important that we test that make sure it comes out right that's something that we enjoy so that's why i've been testing professions that's why i've been testing this sort of stuff okay well there you go anybody else who's in the beta just like us trey the three of us and i should... still want more beta advice i mean because because well I... they're gonna they're gonna be going out weekly that's I good because mean... like i and, and i know i'm taking somebody who has who has who has it but i i want more, i want more people out there to to to, to get the alpha and beta i mean true but then i also want a level of excitement from it and i really hope I'm not sure if this is is going to sound greedy or selfish or anything else like that, but I kind of hope they keep the FOMO feeling that they did with Classic because the excitement level for Classic coming off that really closed beta that they did for it was off the charts, and that thing exploded on launch. Now, it's obviously a very different kettle of fish because those people who already had WoW had access to to Classic. And this is obviously an expansion that people have to buy. But I feel like having a level of FOMO and keeping it rather tight as possible would raise a level of excitement for it. It does, but but man brings a good point about the systems need to be tested. They do. Yeah. And there's there's a... the difference being is that I think that between allowing a lot of people into the game of very, like it's good to have people of varying play styles in the game to test these things. So you can have people who are, who aren't going to do a lot of that content and want to just do it on a casual level to people who are going to log in and do all that content every day. And to people like Manny said, who run the numbers on that sort of thing. And a lot of those people who run the numbers we're in like the really early alpha stages and stuff anyway, so they're already going to be there. Like your your mythic raiders, your one percenters, and like uh, a lot of the content creators that you know will run the numbers and like a lot of the background. We- uh, my tongue's too big for my mouth. The words, um, like a lot of the guys who who make like a lot of the guides for Wowhead and Icy Veins. Those guys are going to be in there because they're high level in a profile in the community. You know. Like they're gonna be being able to like try and do these numbers, but there's gotta be a point where you can't just open the floodgates and let everybody in. Maybe stress test the damn thing like they did with WoW Classic, you know? Well, there's a couple of things that's involved in that. Obviously they're looking at all those numbers and the way that they do it is that they look for a certain level of concurrency. Yes. Right? So if everybody who got invited in this wave stays active, you're not gonna see that many more invites. Uh, because they've got enough people on the server to test it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. If people jump in and they stop testing after a bit, well, then they want to refresh their number so that there are people actively testing in in this phase. So waves will come out dynamically based on how the last wave uh, kept up their concurrency. Obviously, they are inviting people who are streamers, content mm-hmm. creators, 
because they want to get that hype, much like you, uh, like you were saying. And inviting the streamers allows them to get that hype without um, compromising that uh, fear of missing out that you were talking about too. So that's why you do see streamers get um, invites earlier than other people. It's it's free advertising. Yeah, at, at base level, right? Um, but. They're also they also do random tests. I know from uh, the shaman community that we didn't see any of the theory crafters uh, get an invite until way late in the alpha. Like I was in there um, uh, ahead of any of the people who were part yeah. of the main uh, theory crafting community for uh, shamans. That said, now they're in there. They're crunching those numbers because now we're hitting beta, right? It's not so uh, like we've got a systems that should feel good that's what alpha is about making sure the feel of the game is good and now we're trying to get those uh, those numbers down so that every talent every uh option that feels good is actually numerically valid and like you gotta have there's a lot of work to do with covenants and soul binds <laughs> dude and honestly the biggest thing that i've discovered about the soul binds is that there's very little that modifies the the base abilities it's more that the um, the conduits, which are yeah. agnostic to co uh, to whichever covenant you have, are going to be doing a lot of the heavy lifting. The various soul binds are going to have some nice light flavorful things, but nothing that is incredibly strong. Like I'm looking at the strongest ones in Bastion, and I'm looking at like a five percent versatility amp. I'm looking at the strongest ones in like in um, the Venthyr Covenant, and it's a four percent damage against a particular target that you have to hit first. Those are things that are like good, but not absolutely backbreaking. So I think you say that you say that now, but like I'm gonna remind how um, Eternal Palace went when we had the benthic gear and people had wanted like for that progression they had to spin for the the damage versus aberrations for specific bosses on the benthic gear and the damage versus the other thing there was something else but like and they had were rolling for specific stats as well so like your your top tier players are probably absolutely going to need those numbers crunched for what's going to be best against what and everything else like and this is why i've argued and I'm going to keep arguing until I actually get the chance to do it, that I think Covenant and Soulbind abilities and bonuses should be kept to no, um, to non-instance combat. Like, I keep made it that out same of, suggestion. I, 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 feel like, I feel like if Dungeons, Raids, and PvP instance, instance content is kept to the player and the gear they're wearing, so yes, Legendaries are a thing, you know, because yeah. just like... Legendaries are say, so strong. I, I, well, the, the reasons that I, I would allow legendaries is because tier gear back in the day was a thing that your player would get to improve their power because of the different abilities per tier. So I, I've got no problem with legendaries being a thing, especially where you can craft them, put the stats and the, the power that you specifically want in there once you unlock it. But I feel like they'd be doing so much better by turning around and going, it's an RPG choice, but you know, for a story-wise progression thing, you can't use it in instance combat. Like, it's only for the world and everything else, you know? So, okay, there's world PvP if you want to walk around with PvP mode in. But if you keep it out of instance combat, you literally take it down to how good a player is at their class and, like, the 
RNG of gear drops. And keeping know? and keeping Covenant as a more of a cosmetic choice that you do. Well, that's exactly it. Yeah. I mean, that way you don't have to worry about pissing off your player base because they fear they've taken the wrong choice for any dungeons or raids. And B, it keeps the cosmetic flavor of a story that they want to tell. So I keep arguing, and I'm, I'm going to, like, one, say that I agree with you and give you my argument behind it yeah. was that... Uh, my argument behind it was that, hey, you want this to be a flavorful choice and you want that flavor to matter? Well, then the power, the player power doesn't need to be attached to it, right? Like, that, those covenants should be able to stand on their own, right, without gifting any power. You should want to do Revendreth because that's what appeals to you. You should want to uh, be aligned with the Maldraxxus because that speaks to you, right? And that shouldn't be marred or influenced by the power that you get from these soulbinds and everything. What I had said for soulbinds is, hey, you know what? If you're going to have these soulbinds in, why can't we just have these soulbinds be people that you rescue from the Maw? That they're completely yep. agnostic to your covenant. That you would uh, that you would join your covenant, and you would find and rescue these people, and you would get them to come back with you, and they would be your soulbinds regardless of which covenant you are. Yeah, and everybody would be rescuing the same people because it would obviously be story-based. Yeah. You know, so yeah, no, um, I'm... I, I, I get that. Like, I feel that a lot because it's it makes sense from a from a from a player point of view. It makes sense. Yeah. So they're not doing that. Um, no, but not. now we have to deal with how closely can they uh, manage it, and how much hassle will it be for us as players to get the maximum out of that. Uh, that maximum is the question. Are you trying to get the maximum enjoyment? Are you trying to get the maximum DPS? Are those two different things? If you, uh, let's take the, the, the conduits for example. They recently said, okay, you know what? Conduits are not going to be destroyed. So the, 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 uh, the thought behind that was that, yeah, conduits are something where you can get a power and you have to make a choice between, okay, do I want to use this one that, like, increases my ice lance? Or do I want to use this one that increases my frozen orb? And let's say they're exclusive. One will be great for AoE. One will be great for single target, right? Even, yeah. Uh, right? And that becomes a choice. And, like, if you can't have both and you can't easily switch between them, right, that becomes like, a, okay, do I want to have a mage that specializes in single target and that's what I'm going to be? When you can switch between them immediately, well, then the expectation is that, like, hey, this is an AoE boss, switch. Hey, this is a single target boss, switch. And some people would in, uh, would say, hey, you know what? I like having that ability to shift myself to, uh, to the uh, situation, right? Some people wouldn't. So you're going to make some people happy and some people not happy. That is a given. What Blizzard is trying to do is trying to shift it so some things are you set and you are locked to it much like hey i chose to be a fire mage so i am great with burst but i am horrible with like another uh, um thing like let's say cleave right or go ahead no it's, it's just like when it comes to the covenant like the the fucking conduits like you said like my brain immediately goes to well blizzard thinks that this worked during legion because all people did is they found the power they wanted and it was just an item level increase. They stuck in their Legion thing and the old one was gone because they didn't really care anymore, you know, because they were literally just throwawayable. But now because 
there are choices because they've made it like a talent tree. That's why people have got, because they've tied it to like attack, sustainability and defense, haven't they? Yeah. Like, yeah. There's a potency for damage they, they, yeah. and everything. They've made it, they've made it like a choice and I don't think they understood the pressure they've done. The only way I can reasonably see them doing is that replacing it just puts it back in your bag, but then they come back onto the problem that they're trying to avoid, which is, we don't want people to respec per battle and feasibly at this point the only way i can i can see it being a workable system that's not going to fuck with anything else in the game on a tier to tier basis where they have to rebalance it is to turn around and go fuck it we don't care how powerful it is it doesn't work in raids dungeons or pvp what about this uh you can change it but it has a 6 hour cooldown i mean that gets that gets round certain bosses but i can tell you that world first raiders will literally turn around and go um right you don't do your conduits we're taking this player but if this doesn't work then we need you to have this in your conduit and then we'll rotate switch later if this hasn't worked yeah that's that's because you need you need to think a a a very casual player like mr frasley is probably going to be the best example of this yeah Uh, sorry not mr frasley is going to be the best example is you're possibly you are picking a covenant based on the fact that it looks cool yeah and you don't care about anything else exactly and and i I admit that when i raid and i only raid heroic now i'm looking at going into day one of heroic being the best i can be and pushing whatever that means now if, if that means that i have to have four demon hunters one in every covenant at a specific gear level with uh the covenant like and soulbind on like a given point where it's going to be the best for what i need it to be for like i'm not going to switch boss by boss but i'll do it raid by raid you know like if um if the fey the the night fey work out best with demon hunters because of the hunt in a certain like raid tier then why wouldn't i play that compared to like another one that's really good with bastion if they decide to tweak stuff down the line and this is the problem like we're stepping away from having hundreds upon hundreds of stuff that can trigger and lag the game out to having hundreds of hundreds of different abilities that they have to rebalance again i've got a question for you though because you've you've done the four demon hunter but like what happens if uh demon hunter are you tanking or are you dpsing i dps okay so what happens i mean i mean it has been posed that i'm gonna tank but if i'm gonna tank then i'll be playing i'll be leveling up my protection paladin oh but what if they need the magic debuff or the, there's other people that play other stuff in the raid that like like the raid <laughs> like my raid group has turned around and gone we don't care what covenant you pick but then that 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 like that was posed that question was posed by a guy who plays like who on his account now i think has like 25 paladins you know like I, I think you and i are in a similar situation because i lead um i help lead a raid team get your crit together and we have said and this this i said myself we do not care what covenant you're in uh and i will put that to my readers i don't care what covenant you're in myself i very much care what covenant i i'm in and i'm going to be running those numbers um i have to make a decision because of the way they've set it up am i going to prioritize um something that is good in raid for like the most um situations am i going to uh set up something that is best in um 
in Mythic Plus because that's something I do. I don't have to worry about uh, PV, uh, PvP because that's another consideration that might have been in there, right? Well, and, no, go ahead. Keep going, yeah. keep going. And I realize that even that doesn't make me the most uh, hardcore because the the most hardcore, they are having a stable of not just um, for Demon Hunters, but they'll have a stable of every tank because like let's just say we're, we're yeah. dealing with tank they'll oh, have really? a stable of every tank and now they have to consider do i need to have four of every tank so that i have the correct um power for this uh, for this uh this particular encounter where it's like okay we need more survivability we don't need that much mobility so now i'm going to have to ask you to bring in your maldraxxus and use your fleshcraft to keep yourself alive so that we can fight through and then on the very next fight you're going to have to switch out to another uh, another character on another on another uh, covenant just so that we get that little bit of advantage and that is a pressure that um, is often called the uh, mythic tax the mythic tax yeah. yeah but I have to realize um, and of course there's different variations you and I are dealing with like a lesser version of that but I have to realize that Blizzard can't um, set it up for them without it compromising um the benefits that it gives other players i know that covenants are right now in a pretty good place for most players i i'm going to have to deal with a certain amount of uh headache and i have made the very same uh arguments for you where it's like you know what take take some of this power take some of this power and just make it agnostic to covenants so that when you eventually realize that, oh my goodness, um, uh, this covenant ability is too strong and you bring it down and something else becomes powerful, I'm not punished for your short-sightedness. My, my biggest concern with everything when it comes to borrowed power is, I mean, and Legion's the biggest example of this and it will always forever remain the biggest, the biggest example of this, is... That power no longer exists if you go back to that content. BFA, we know it's going to exist. We know the next is going to keep its power. We know Azerite Armor is going to continue and exist in that in that bubble of content. But, you know, we know it's not going to work going into Shadowlands, you know, for whatever reason. The same with Corruptions. But once we're done with Shadowlands content, we don't get to keep Covenant powers the same way that we didn't keep stuff with Garrison stuff, you know? And like for for all the for all the crap that Warlords of Draenor are given, I think in terms of borrowed power with the garrison abilities, the stuff not working in a raid was fine. And I think I think this is the step that they've gone where they they want to tell the story, but then they lose sightedness on how much that that affects the game and stuff like legendaries and borrowed power make up for. The short-sightedness of how short-sightedness is the wrong word but it, it they're trying to make up for the shortfallings of if a class doesn't perform as well as other other classes and the base thing that we should be seeing is that the classes should be as level as possible for whatever value of like class disparity and like class what's the word they whatever the delta is between uh, the difference yeah, between the classes but the, the classes should be level you know, there's always going to be some class fantasy that's going to up or down. Shadow Priest being a very good example of like how different that class works compared to everything else in the game. But melee should 
be on the same level pegging as ranged. Ranged should be dealing more damage because they're not getting as many globals because they deal more damage for the cast time. But everything should work out even. And then we can have fun stuff, you know? Like, a class should not be propped up by borrowed power on a given expansion. Yeah, I, that's, I would, that's I my would problem. 100% agree with that. I think the biggest issue I have right now with the way that they set up things is that they put too little into what they had. Okay, one thing that they had in Warlords was the Warlord perks. They were things that you got as you leveled up that would change your uh, change your abilities. It's sort of returned in Shadowlands where at like level 58, suddenly you'll get a stronger version of your spell, right? That sort of stuff is where most of the balance for the classes should happen on a base level, yeah. um, much like you're saying. The borrowed powers being balanced against each other, but then having to be balanced against the 16 different permutations that could uh, possibly arise because of whatever. Not even that, because now we're dealing with 30, 33, 32 specs. Yeah. How, 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 many, how many classes are there in the game? Well, you don't. Twelve? It's it's not even just the classes. You have to deal with well, each yeah. spec uh, and how well, it relates to it. So uh, are there twelve. I can't remember. Is there twelve, thirteen, or fourteen classes in the game? There is, I believe, twelve. And okay, each so of you those, you multiply that by three because the one so thirty-six. Yeah. 15. So thirty-six specs. Then you've got four extra covenant abilities per class. Yep. So that's another. So four by. 12 that's another 48 48 yeah but but uh that's 48 that you need to multiply by the 36 right yeah. and then you're not even including how those the will react to power. the talents that people will choose and how those uh, those will then be affected by each of uh, each of those getting legendaries that will adjust the things they're like testing just uh yesterday the legendaries that they have there is a complete different in the way that enhancement will play with one legendary versus another legendary and yeah. having the balance like it, they're creating their own nightmare and yeah removing a layer of what did we say 48 variables right yeah. that's not just the 48 variables that is 48 variables that need to interact with all the other variables that is an exponential that you remove from there and then you can make a much tighter focused game. So that is why I have always just said, listen, just shift it out of covenants because then that reduces it by an exponential factor of four, right? Even if you want to keep them there. If you turn them off in instance content, like they, they have said, maybe they'll do for PVP, that reduces it there. But I'm also going to say that I am known as Stubbornly Shaman. I have played Enhancement. I've played Elemental. I've played Resto. I've done this. When Look, I get you. I leveled in vanilla as a holy disc priest. Yeah. So I get you on the stuffiness. Don't don't worry. I completely get you. Right? So I, I, I get that like I'm making a choice that is going to sacrifice power. And if I can do that and still find enjoyment of the game, I don't need my class or like the various permutation that really appeals to me to be the absolute best, but I need them to avoid creating these pratfalls where we're going to see just disgusting deltas because there will be things that even with rigorous testing on like a closed beta, 
once it gets out into the open, somebody is going to find some weird little thing. Like I just reported a bug where they have, hey, this ability has a chance, uh, like a 20% chance of giving you uh, 10% of your resource, except that they didn't realize that, okay, there's a talent that causes that same ability to then, if it consumes five stacks of that, uh, that ability, um, to hit six targets. Six times 20, wait a second, I've got a feedback loop that could give me 120% of what I'm putting into yeah. it, and then especially, also goes into other things. Especially when there are abilities which aren't on the AoE cap as well. Because yeah. Yeah, uh, Demon Hunter's Fail Rush is a good example. Like, And there's like... Because the way... I, the, the only reason I know about this is because... Uh, I was looking... The momentum build is really strong in Shadowlands. Oh no, I hate momentum. Because... Yeah, I know. Same. But because Fell Rush is not affected by the AoE cap, and because that into Vengeful Retreat and everything else, and guess what? There's a legendary power that boosts Fell Rush damage by 20% as well. Uh, isn't there that one that, like, your immo just, like, hits everybody around you, so you could just do the, I'm gonna run around and hit people now? So you're not actually, like, again... Okay, so the, here's, a, the, uh... here's a completely separate complaint... Can you please do builds that require, like, skillful play and, like, even if it is an RNG, being able to you're capitalize just... on those windows? Like... You're just going to bring back Remove Demon Hunters from the game. That's what you're going to bring back with this discussion. Uh, just, just make Demon Hunters a little bit smart. I, 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 uh... I've never, I've never, uh, like, I've never been down on a class. I love the feel of Demon Hunters. I love playing Vengeance. I hate momentum, but I think that Havoc is quite great. My issue with Demon Hunters is that because they have such a relatively basic skill set that only uh, that only really relies on the same rotation, it's not even a priority, it's the same sort of rotation over and over again, the skill becomes in the down in the down section and there's very little for people there's but very little root for that. The, the the big the I I have to say that the big part of that though is because they've come so late in the game, in Shadowlands they're not going to have anything that's been pruned away quite like a lot of the other classes. They also had very minimal buttons, and that's why I think that's why Demon Hunter feels so fun to play because there isn't as many buttons to press. Like don't get me wrong, I love going over. I'm, I think I'm about the only person in my guild that loves Enhancement Shaman because I just like the idea of just going over, but I look at it and there are buttons to press that I need to make sure I stay on top of. But all those buttons make it fun to play. Like going through, making sure, because I remember like it used to be way better keeping all the elements up and now you can just rotate through them a little bit. But then you Stormlash and uh, is it Stormlash? The, uh, Stormstrike. Yep. Stormstrike. Stormstrike is so fun. Just hitting that button every time it lights up is so much fun. And I love enhancement because of it. Okay. But I get... I'm going to get... Oh, you go. I've triggered the shade. I've triggered <laughs> okay. it. Okay. All right. So I love... I love enhancement. I loved in Legion where you would get certain certain little, like, strings of, mm -hmm. uh, of like, hitting your Stormstrike be, uh, because you would have Stormbringer proc. What I hate about the Legion one is because it's so dependent on... But no, no. It's just because... They went too far. It became like the one button spec that I, I keep deriding fury about where it's like, 
oh, I pressed some buttons and oh, Stormstrike lit up and Stormstrike just uh, uh, proc and Stormstrike just proc. And then my entire thing becomes one, 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 yeah. one, 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 until like eventually the boss uh, falls over. But the, the problem with that then becomes that when Stormstrike doesn't light up, the spec is not as fun to play. And it's like, like with Demon Hunter, like when you're not in demon form, the spec is not as fun to play because you're not as fast and you're not dealing the extra damage. And the biggest thing that makes it feel fun is that it's just the blade blade rush. You're flying around the screen. Like that's not even that. That's a, just a, a design choice. And I think that that comes with part of the fact that it's been designed so late in the game. I guarantee you if we had another hero class or another class designed now, it would probably be as less button centric and more fun to play like the Demon Hunter compared to everything else in the game because there's less buttons to it. If this is the thing when they say about pruning and I think a lot of people are like, oh, but I like Expel or Y works really well. I don't want to lose it and I don't want to lose my class fantasy. But then if they have a lot less buttons, you know, yeah, your rotation becomes dumbed down and for noobs or whatever you want to call it. But it might also become more fun to play because you're not hammering so many buttons. Yeah, I, I think the the hidden middle ground is like these moments of glory. Um, and you, you feel you feel it like there's when you're playing like elemental shaman and you like get that lava burst, lava burst and it goes burst. right and like it procs another lava burst and you do three lava bursts in a row and you're like oh my goodness and that like lends you leads you right into your earth shock mm. and so you land your earth shock and that empowers the next thing those are more moments of glory they're like small moments it doesn't have to be a big like metamorphosis and i like went through but that's something uh disc priest right doesn't have many moments of glory in my book but shadow priest when you swip, uh, when you swap into void form, and you're just like, I need to keep this going as long as possible. Yes. That is a very visceral, great moment, right? That then it's the mini game of the spec. Oh yeah. And I yeah. think that's where they need to go. Find those mini games for the spec. Arcane trying to like balance its mana, or even like where you have like wings for Paladin, where like oh my goodness, for the next X seconds. I am a monster and like you just try and get back to that uh, thing as fast as possible or prolong it as fast as possible or every time it happens it changes your rotation it could be these three buttons that you use normally and then all of a sudden you get this proc and instead of being one two three you're like three two one right that could be just all it takes and I think that's the the hidden gold in like most tell of you, the great moments in World of Warcraft. I'll tell you where this all changed. And it's actually going to probably surprise a lot of people. Death Knights, back in Wrath, is where the game changed. The minute they introduced the rune system, and as an alternate power, is where the game design changed for classes. Because then we got Holy Power for Paladins, and that worked out well. We got Shadow Orbs for Priests in Cataclysm as well. And then everything has kind of changed to like focus for hunters and you know every everything that's become an alternate resource and then it's become propping up the classes and trying to make them feel different rather than everything having a health and a mana bar you know 
Yeah, everything changed when Airbrost attacked, but uh, I, I would say <laughs> that... <laughs> I, I would say that, um, yeah, they, they do get into those those fixations with, like, the alternate power bar. They do get into those fixations where they want to baseline all healers or, like, hey, man, active mitigation was great. Let's make yeah. sure everybody does active mitigation. And, and then we lose the evasion tanks. We lose, like, these different styles of play. So I really do think that there was a bit of a reset now with Shadowlands where they're, like, yeah, you know what? Like, we don't need to have all these uh, warlocks on the same uh, resource thing. We don't need to have shamans have, like, their version of a fury bar, which is all that Maelstrom power was, right? Um, and hopefully they learn from that. So I, I do see some good things coming in Shadowlands. I just, we we criticize because we care. And we uh, want yeah, them to get better. That's a good point. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good point to end the show. We've overrun a, a fair bit. Um, but yeah, um, I want to thank everybody for being here and listening to us. Well, me and Manny rant about the game. Krasley's just, <laughs> just agreeing. He's like, I have no idea what they're talking about. Yeah, I'm, I'm just like... I, I play the game. I, I go and get some pixels that I get to fly on. You know, As long as when I hit stuff, I have fun and, and like most of my friends are happy and we can all be like in a circle, like, like dancing and holding hands. I'm all good. That's the one um manny where if they want to look around the internet where can they find you my friend so as i said before you can find me on twitch and on twitter at true manny that is true without the e you will find me there and if you follow me on twitter you'll see all the shows that are currently going and soon to be announced special stuff frasley uh, you can find me on twitter at frasleytastic where i I think I'm not on Twitter, but I am, and then I end up being like on there for like hours and retweeting and tweeting and stuff like that. You can find my main podcast, Frazzlecast. Well, I, I, when I say main, I mean it's it's the one that I think I put the like the most amount of work into because that takes me hours on the weekends. But it's it's uh I'm on so many different podcasts. I don't they're they're all my they're all my, they're all my babies. But you can find them at gnomepodcast.com, and then you can find me practically every day at gnome.live where I'm eating like beans and stuff like that, like. Like, I mean, either eating, like, coconut or spoiled milk or, or something like that. And just oh. hoping you have a good time. <laughs> no more, no more bloody nuclear chips, eh? No, once, once. I can't <laughs> do more than once. Like, I, the, the, the close I go to is every once in a while, I bring back those sour pickle balls. I, I, I can't do those too, too often either because, oh. It's going to yeah. rot your lining of your stomach, man. That's it burns. It. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. As always, ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on my main Twitter account at Titans Creed. If you want just the streams and the videos and the podcast, you've got at Gaming Phoenix. Otherwise, you can find the podcast live every Sunday at uh, twitch.tv slash Project Phoenix Productions. But if you want to catch the VOD, if you can catch us live, you can catch us over at youtube.com slash Project Phoenix Productions. Thank you very much for joining us this week. It's been fun. Thank you very much, True Villain Manny, for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on and talk all things. I'm really glad to be here. Sorry, we talked so much. We did, we oh, did. Hey, and, it, it, what I love is, is we, we revealed a passion of you, and I love it. It is. Uh, Frasley, as always, thank you very much for being here. Oh, th thank you for, for, for putting up, up with me every single week, trying to make you laugh and stuff like that. I think I actually was down on my pun quota, but I, you I know are a few times on the punk code, yeah. Manny had some good puns today. Even like <laughs> your raid team had me laughing. I I'm just like, yeah. The name of that raid team is too good. 
I mean, there, there, there are some old raid team names that I really do enjoy, but we really can't mention them anymore because you can't get away with that stuff in today's day and age. The one I want to win one day is Strawberry Puppy Kisses. I'm always rooting for them to win the world first. Jesus. Yes. No, you're not wrong. <sighs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us for Stories Around Azeroth. We'll be back next week. Uh, who have we got next week, Mr. Fras uh, Frasley? Uh, we've got, and I have this right in front of me, absolutely. We've got the the Warriors, Berserker, and Navox. So join us next week for those gentlemen there. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you next time. But before we leave, as Mr. Frasley always likes to say, be awesome. And I don't have an ending pun, so I'll just end it there. With a horde or alliance, find more stories around Azeroth on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube.